We're back on the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. It is a Thursday, and uh, over the past few days since the last recording, I stepped one step or two steps or three steps closer to death. Um, yeah, we all did. Yeah, we were, every single one of us, both in the studio and listening at home. Mm is closer to death now than they were even when they first heard that theme tune. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of um, the TV show uh, Chernobyl and I'm yeah. concerned that I might be... Um, I, I wanted to go and see um, Fukushima or the, the towns around Fukushima um, in Japan when I go next month. Um, but now I'm sort of thinking it's probably a bad idea. <laughs> really? It's weird I, that when you watch a lot of people getting their, their skin burnt off them. I couldn't get with it. I couldn't get with it. Why not? I just uh, I watched the first... 15 or 20 minutes of it Chernobyl this is hmm. 15 or 20 minutes of it and I just thought I, I wasn't you, feeling it had you had you had the explosion happened yeah it happens very early doesn't yeah. it yeah and you were yeah. like I don't want to see what comes the thing, next I think we might have mentioned this already but the thing that annoyed me was the fact I would prefer ever since Gamora as I've said before I would prefer them to be speaking in their native tongue and mm. it to be subtitled I said that um, early on, and I've continued watching it. But I've already said that's quite a beautiful piece of work. Are you still? Are you speaking in your native tongue at the moment? <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm getting there a little bit. Episode one seven two. Yes. Of the Luke and Pete show. Mm. Um, Mike, does your skin feel nice? No. My skin feels nice because um, my skin's well, regularly awful. Well, over the weekend we um, went to uh, a, a villa, and we spoke about it a little bit on Monday, but. Um, the soft water. My mum's always very obsessed with them um, soft water areas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we're in a soft water area, and you could really feel it when you're washing your face. Um, how smooth everything do you was. Know, do you know what the softest water I've ever experienced mm. is up in Vermont, mm. in the northeast of the US? Mm. It's so. Have you been? <laughs> yeah, it's so um, soft that the tiniest speck of mm. shower gel mm. and the lather is good. Lather. But, you, but you can't. You can. You feel like you can never get it. Off, off you, you yeah, yeah, that's the annoying thing. I, I saw that's why I doused myself in vinegar, rice wine vinegar before I leave. Is that the right? Shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's a why I smell of chips all the time. That's why you like a pickled onion. <laughs> um, if you live in a soft or indeed hard water area, mm. if you've got a claim to be living in either the softest water area of the UK or the mm. or the world mm. or the hardest water area, it's hello at lukeandpeacher.com. I think I've said before I come from a, quite a hard water area, but they do add a lot of fluoride in the water. Uh, which means our teeth are incredibly strong. We never have, um, we don't have a lot of fillings in the northeast hmm. because uh, in low um, income areas they tend to put more fluoride in the waters. Do they really? Is that, is that a dumb thing? I, is it? I believe it's because um, people don't teach their kids to brush their teeth properly. How has your How has your week been so far? Might be wider than the mark on that one. Have you rec- <laughs> Just chuck that in at, the Just check it at the end. Could be wider than the mark on that. I think we should end every show with a little disclaimer. Yeah, White, might be wider than the mark on this one. Yeah. Just yeah. so you know, how has your week been? Have you recovered from your weekend's excesses? It's been all right, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go, I, I would argue over the weekend, I didn't go hard, but I did go home. Um, yeah. And that's the most important thing. Well, um, we, 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 we went away for some other stuff on a trip to Menorca. Mm. We can, can we name it the company? Give them a little bump. Yeah, Villa Plus. Villa bump Plus. Bump. Nice of them. Added value, I think they call it in the trade. They're a lovely bunch of guys, so lovely good, good on them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they're a lovely bunch of coconuts. Mm. And. Um, we had to go and do some work and there was a, a handful of us, maybe I think there were seven or eight of us and then yep. lots of other sort of commercial people. And um, But what happened was the first night we were there, very early start because we had to fly out of Stansted at like yeah. 8 a.m. So I was up at half four. And and then the first night we were there, that was on the Friday, the mm. first night we were there, we went out and had a little bit of a party, didn't we, Pete? Yeah, we did. And the problem is we're now all getting older. <laughs> so Saturday comes around, Saturday evening, people just want to go home. 
people, uh, the thing about um, Fridays is I always sort of go, I'll, you know, I'll keep my powder dry the next night. That'll be the big night. It wasn't the big night. The, the big night is always the first night. You might have uh, many plans about what night's going to be big and what night's not going to be not going to be quite so big, but it's always the first night you get to a place because people lose their damn minds, quite yeah. frankly. Uh, Jim true. Campbell from the Ramble. He, Jim Campbell from the Ramble. Why yeah. have we never rhymed that? We have. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim Campbell from the Ramble. Uh, Jenny from the Block. He um, woke up. Oh, he was feeling terrible, wasn't he, for most of Saturday? So uh, I have no idea do? how he got through that day. The responsibilities, <laughs> which, to be fair, for him were minimal, uh, but he got through. <laughs> even it. on his scale, yeah, <laughs> even by his standards. <laughs> but the, um, but the, um, he was able to get through. But anyway, I, I feel like I, I felt like I was coming down with a bit of a cold earlier mm. in the week, but I feel fine now. It's just so. a lot of, there's a lot of flying. Makes your eyes dry. Mm. I was watching this horrible um, video on uh, oh, Why do YouTube. we have to do this every time? What do you mean? Well, a woman who, who has got dry eyes and, and she went to this kind of... Um, this. She looks like an absolute chancer. Um, she makes this kind of um, kind of mound, like an anthill on your eye. She does each eye at the time, each eye um, in order. So she starts with the right eye and then she builds this kind of mound that looks like a out of door, basically. It makes like a, a dam or a well around the eye. Have I missed part of this story? What? No, carry this, on. This then. woman's got dry eyes, so she went to this absolute charlatan, uh, and she makes this kind of well, uh, or, or slash kind of like what would you call that? Like a tube coming protruding from the eye out of this door, and it hardens. And well, as she, in like bread, though. Yeah, right. And then she pours in um, slightly warm, I presume olive oil or some kind of oil, um, into the eye, and it basically tells the patient to open her eyes. Uh, I mean, that, so she's looking through oil. That's bad, isn't it? Well, apparently it's supposed to solve um, dry eyes, but um, yeah, I'm not having that. It's that, disgusting. That person is not a medical practitioner. <laughs> surely. <laughs> no. Surely not. Why is, she putting her, why is she putting her ocular health into the yeah. hands of a door-slinging maniac? <laughs> why were you, why were you uh, watching that? How did you come across that video? I don't know. If you watch anything, it's like... I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just sick of watching The Lock-Picking Lawyer. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube who just picks locks for a living and shows them how, um, how easy most high street locks are. Uh, to pick Why is it, the, where's the lawyer coming to it maybe he's a lawyer I don't know <laughs> the lock picking lawyer yeah I, I mean that's got the... to be an undermining part of a, your name if, you're, <laughs> if you are actually a lawyer well I mean d- him doing Did you know like... Dave the lawyer no well, maybe the operates... lock picking yeah I know him Yeah, maybe he operates in a US state where you can't report what you've been up to in the in the courtroom but yeah he's he's fantastic he just sort of goes he buys like a, a high street lock um, and then goes well this is terrible and then just shows why it's so easy um, either through brute force attacks with a screwdriver or a hammer or something, right. um, with or, or a gallium sometimes, like a, the um, the metal gallium that mel- melts most um, aluminium. Um, locks. In Breaking Bad, they use what's it called? Um, that that kind of stuff. I forget what it's called now. Um, to break in the locks to get the methylamine in Breaking mm. Bad. Okay, I don't know. I can't remember. But it's yeah, like it's weird powder. I just remember them getting the. Um, I just remember getting the bits off. Uh, and then and putting it on the train. Or did they take it off the train? I can't that's remember. Different, that's a different. Is bit. that a different episode? Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, lockpicking lawyer. Just he just goes through and just lockpicks. The one last night that I was watching uh, is a Bluetooth enabled. The internet of shit is fascinating. They'll just add Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or app based uh, unlocking thermite. That's thermite. What it's called, yeah. Or well, I say an explosive sort of charge. I, I think guess, so. Yeah. It? Yeah. And so like. He, you'll sort of find these like really bad products that'll just add like Wi-Fi connectivity or Bluetooth connectivity to a, to a lock, so you can unlock it with your mobile phone. Which just means that if your mobile phone isn't working or something goes wrong with the Bluetooth, you can't unlock your fucking shit. But he just got literally got a screwdriver, like a crappy little screwdriver, 
uh, and just undid the back and opened the lock immediately. <laughs> and this happens m- more often than not on most high street locks. I don't trust any of them, quite frankly. We talked about that, didn't we, with ho- with hotel safes the other week, mm. and like the very just it's a, such a flawed concept. And and also um, hotel doors as well. If they're not seated correctly, if the person who's installed the lock or even hung the door uh, isn't quite with it. Um, a, uh, you, you could just get your, um, you know, that piece of paper that says, um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a sleep, leave me alone. So yeah. do not disturb. You can just sort of jam it in the lock and, pew, and just opens. I wish it does. I wish it did say I'm having a sleep, leave me alone. I'm having a sleep, leave me alone. <laughs> I a lot, a lot of them are like that now. They're quite chippy, aren't they? Yeah. I always have that on. Don't yeah. you? I, I, when I was away for a week recently, I think I turned it around to please make up my room twice in a week. You don't need it every day. I don't, I don't ever have anyone make up my room. That's why it's an absolute shit pit. But my friend who's, who's, who's similar to you says when he goes on business to the Far East, mm. he says that he does that. But at the end of the week before he can check out, I mean, they take ages going to search because they think there's something bad's gone wrong in the room or something because they're very particular about it. Oh, really? So they make you wait for ages while they check out, while they send someone up to check your room. Is that more... Um... I think that's kind of Japan-type area, I think. Oh, I d- I've never experienced that in Japan. I mean, I'd be like, I'm leaving. I've, I've, there's, your, there's your thing. I've, I've done it. It's fine. Hmm. Weird. There we go. Mm. Um, what were you going to say then? Nothing. I was. I thought it might be um, somewhere a bit more where the the, the trade in flesh is a bit more popular. Well, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm getting it wrong. By the way, your um, your flies are undone. It's quite distracting. One button's undone, mate. Out of five. Come on. Yeah, but I mean that's that's eighty percent success rate on one hand. On the other hand, it shouldn't really be anything less than hundred percent, should it? Nah. Um, all right, wait. Listen, let's um, let's take a little break. Mm. A little breaky, because we've got a lot of emails to get through, mate, and mm. um, I'd like to catch up if, if possible. Um, so yeah, t- t- take a bit of break and we'll, and we'll come back in a minute. Stop looking at my... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cog. She's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, wait, if you're going to go and see her, then tell her this bugger-shaped funk she fucking sphincter. Oh dear. Yeah. Nice. Oh dear. That's a classic, that one. It's an old favourite. <laughs> it's a classic. Oh, oh, by the way, before we do uh, emails, did you mm. read that thing about that, that lady who got found alive and well after going missing for two weeks in Hawaii? No. Where'd she been? She's been, well, she, she went like, so I think she was on like a hike with her husband mm. or boyfriend, I think probably husband. And um, she sort of wandered off a bit and then she fell down a cliff and broke her leg. That's a definite uh, argument, isn't it? What? Go oh, <laughs> off yourself. I don't, ah! think, I don't think for legal reasons we have to say, I don't think there was any suspicion of that. But um, No, I'm not saying that he pushed her or anything. I'm just saying that he, they were having an oh, argument. Oh, they had a row, yeah. She just went, no, oh, I'll, I'll, right, I'm going this way. It's this way. Or maybe they had a, just a disagreement on which way they were supposed to go. Yeah. And the um, and she, she walked off right. and she fell down a cliff. I don't think it was a huge That's height. A, that'll teach you for a flounce. That'll she, teach you. I think she fell... 20 feet something like that which is quite high enough yeah (laughs) it's high enough to do you do you a mischief and she broke her leg oh dear um and then obviously then she was reported missing no one could find her Uh, but 15 days later um a couple of search team a couple of the search team spotted her and they sent a helicopter in she was in a ravine right and they and they found her and and rescued her she she um i think she was dehydrated she had a few injuries and stuff but Mm. amazing really that's bloody dreadful that is that's what a harrowing tale and that led me on to read about a, um, I haven't got the details in front of me, but just reminded me, there was a guy who was hiking in Utah, mm. and kind of like a, um, what's that film with James Franco in it? 155 days. Yeah. 28 days? <laughs> no, it's no, it's like 120 hours or something. It's a yes, Danny Boyle film. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cuts his own arm off, that guy. That, that, that twinge where he, oh. I haven't that, seen it. That twinge where, the point where he actually severs the last, Tube. I don't know what you got in your arms. Um, from the from the, like the last tendon. Oh, the the effect that Danny Boyle uses on the actual thing. Oh, it's like it sh- sends shivers. It really is. I've got sore. no interest in watching it. Oh. I can't. I can't bring myself to. Mm. But anyway, <clears throat> on that note, it reminded me of another guy who I read about recently, who in Utah was out for a hike and got caught in quicksand. Okay, yeah, his yeah, leg yeah. got caught in quicksand. He couldn't get out. Mm. Uh, but he was rescued like I don't know, twelve hours later or whatever. But that's funny because. When you're a kid, quicksand's quite a scary thing, isn't it? I think... Um, it, was, it was a big thing in the 80s, wasn't it, I quicksand? Think, uh, I think a couple of standards have, have done some bits recently where they sort of say, how, how often um, television and cartoons would have you believe that you encounter quicksand? All the time. But I've never <laughs> once seen it. Do you even get it in the UK? I've only ever seen it on like science programmes where they try and create quicksand. It's just, it's just water and sand, isn't it? But it's, it's quite gloopy. Um, yeah, it's not something you encounter at all, really, in, in your modern life. Well, I couldn't find anything about, out about mm. it because um, there's a Netflix series called Quicksand, and that's all that Google search brought up. Is impossible oh, okay. to find anything. We'll just write Quicksand actual thing. 
Quicksand actual, actual thing. thing yeah. Okay, is that you're you're the you're the master of the internet? Is that the sort of thing you type into Google? I, if there's you know what, if there's a, a film or a TV show or a video game uh, that clouds all others, just be you just got to be more careful with your search terms. You, yeah, what if you put shit in, you're gonna get shit out. That's what I say. <laughs> And that's, that applies to anything. Mm. Anyways, hello at Luke and Pete Show is the email address, of course, to get in mm. touch and send us what you're thinking, some of your thoughts, some of your ideas, some of your experiences. Yes. Peter, do you want to go first? All right, then. Let's have a go at uh, Ben Nichols. Hello, Ben. Uh, hello, chaps. And just catching up on a few episodes I missed while I was on holiday uh, and Pete's vicarious story of coming across Her Majesty in the throne room, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tangentially, this caused me to recall my soul encounter with the royal family. In 2010, I was working as a police officer for the Met and I was on duty working at the Windsor Horse Show, a Met police event, despite uh, being on TVP's ground. Uh, go figure. Uh, despite being so severely allergic to horses, I was chosen to be one of the officers from my borough who needed to keep order at this prestigious event. About six hours in, eyes and nose streaming, I was on my 50th <laughs> loop of the parade ground with my colleague. It's so interesting to me because. I'm highly allergic to cats, less allergic to dogs, but I'm not allergic at all to horses. You put dog dander on your mouth. Did it, did it work? I don't know yet. I don't know. I just don't but know. the thing is, surely to put the dog dander under your tongue, mm-hmm. that's to build up a tolerance. Mm. And then you're going to have to spend some time with dogs to build it up further. Yeah. But your good lady's got plan. dogs, hasn't she? That's my plan. Hasn't your good lady got dogs? Uh, yeah, she's got one. And does that... Yeah. Does that um, and you don't get erect from that? No, no. Erect? Erect, a reaction. Oh, you, said, you said erect. I said a, a I don't reaction. get erect from that. Do you, well, do you get erect from that? <laughs> no. So it's work then? A woman owning a dog, no. So it's work then? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not, uh, about six hours in, eyes and nose, nose streaming. I was on my 50th loop of the parade ground with my colleague. We were plodding slowly, chatting amongst ourselves when uh, I looked up to see who else but Queen Elizabeth herself striding directly towards me, flanked by burly close protection officers. Queen Elizabeth II should be, shouldn't it? Because Queen Elizabeth died. It's a long email. 450 years ago. Queen Elizabeth herself striding directly towards me, flanked by burly close protection officers, no more than 10 metres away. I hope this ends with him being incredibly allergic to the Queen. Sneezing on her. Even more. Yeah. Not knowing what to do and immediately forgetting the cautionary words of my sergeant to avoid her at all costs, I bashed out a rudimentary a salute, a police manoeuvre which went out of fashion with the, the cape in the 1930s and briskly stepped back as she power walked past us to regard the nags in their nearby uh, enclosure. So that's interesting. So the police don't salute. I never reconsidered no. that. Yeah. I don't know. Again, they don't wear capes anymore either. I'd miss a cape. If you're a policeman, yeah. this is what we've... in. How much? A hundred years or, or say um, ninety years? We've taken away the cape, and we've added the high vis. That's yeah, all we've we got. That's all we've had. So the idea and a bit of, of mace on the belt. The idea of a Victorian kind of police officer standing at the end of a dark street, dimly mm. lit, with in a, a cape, cape and a top uh, well, next to a gas lamp hat. Yeah, mm. it's quite a cool thing, isn't no, it's it? It's quite badass. Yeah. Um, but how good? How easy was it though to get at, get away with crime back in those days? I mean, if you legged it if you a cape, and got away, <laughs> people people would never. You, that'd be it. That'd be that. No DNA evidence. No sort of anything like that. No yeah. real te- advanced techniques. Yeah. You're away with it, aren't you? And <sighs> back in the day, people just used to commit a crime and just go to the next town or yeah. go 100 miles away you never be caught no no joined up thinking there no uh, shaken from my brief encounter with the most famous person I would ever see uh, I immediately realised I was being called on the radio 
Fearing that my mere presence had annoyed Her Majesty sufficiently that I was about to be hung for treason, I was relieved to find that the only thing amiss was that there was a drunkard at the nearby beer tent who needed removing. My colleague oh. and I removed ourselves to said tent. Uh, she was similarly starstruck, I think. Uh, we quickly identified the pisshead in question, and considering <laughs> his proximity to HRH and the fact that no amount of uh, cajoling could entice him to stop calling the barman a fucking cunt, uh, <laughs> an accusation which may or may not have been true, he found himself uh, getting lifted for being drunk and disorderly. I love that term, lifted. Oh, yeah. Lifted. Got lifted, yeah. Um, Got nicked. Got nicked. Um, yes. Um, handcuffing our hero. Uh, we frog marched him towards the carrier on the edge of the showground for transport to his new overnight uh, accommodation. Meters away from our destination and in the middle of the dirt track which ran, ran around the uh, circumference, he decided that his legs were no, of no longer use to him and nor were the contents of his bladder. Oh, oh dear. dear. As he wet himself in a sad heap, we've all been there, propped up uh, <laughs> between the two of us, I noticed a four by four pull up. It's bumper centimetres away from us. Looking up, ready to give the driver a mouthful, or at least the evil eye. I was mildly surprised to see Prince Philip at the wheel looking at me squarely in the eye, shaking his head as if it was my, as if it was my piss uh, slowly puddling in front of his carriage. Needless to say, we dragged our sad sack of humanity to the side as quickly as possible to, uh, to allow Philip to pass. After that day, I never heard anything further from the arrest. Uh, quite likely, the perpetrator accepted his £80 fine to uh, save Philip the hassle of needing to attend court as a witness to his best That'd behavior. be funny. To date, uh, this remains my only account with royalty, and I still cringe to think how lame I must have looked performing my salute to the Queen. I'm no longer a police officer. Uh, I'm now an offshore tax advisor. <laughs> a well-trodden path, he says. Yeah. Um, but I hope the story has some measure of interest to your listenership. It does. It involves royalty. It involves piss, and it involves horses. Yes, it does. Mm. And uh, I mean, done well to get away with that encounter with Prince Philip. We know what happens sometimes when he's in, in behind the wheel. Well, exactly. It's probably why he pissed himself. Prince Philip was coming towards him in a four yeah. before. Funny. That's that's really funny because it's it's <laughs> kind of a combination of the most highfalutin thing you can do mm. as a police officer, mm. but also the most basic thing you have to deal with as well <laughs> at the same time. I mean, that that person who. He did that and was arrested. I mean, if they could, I mean, they probably won't be able to remember what happened. But if mm. they could, it'd be quite a good pub story. That I mean, it's embarrassing. I myself in front of a in front of the queen. Yeah, in front of the queen. Well, in front of the Prince Philip. Yeah, yeah. It's still good though. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Ben. What yeah. about this from um, Brandon, who says, "Brandon, hello, pals, uh, Pete and Luke show. I've listened for a while, but genuinely never had anything to contribute on my end. That was until episode one six five. And I believe it was Luke um, stating a fear of helicopters. I had that same fear until MTV, yes, that MTV, made me ride in one on a date. It was the popular MTV show Parental Control. For listeners outside of the United States or younger listeners that may not know the show, the overall concept is that the parents of the girlfriend hate their boyfriend. (laughs) And a ton of guys have a quick interview with mum and dad in which they each pick a different guy, separate from their daughter's boyfriend, to take her on a date. In my cheesy head, I wanted to play guitar for her so someone out there would see my talent, but no dice. MTV actually decides your date, and they decided mine was to fly in a helicopter around a park in Los Angeles, dropping water balloons filled with ketchup and mustard onto pre-made bullseyes on oh, the ground. Oh, yes. Lovely. Um, you'd like a bit of that, wouldn't you? Think? I'd like a bit of that. Splat. A lot of the filming was us continuing to paint a half-painted target because it was already half-painted. Same with filling up the balloons. They needed the cameras to catch us doing it, though the reality is the film crew had really already done it. Long story short, we had a great date uh, piling condiment balloons on unsuspecting victims about 150 feet below us, and the mother picked me to date her daughter. 
Her name was Mercedes. She was from Laguna Beach. I doubt she listens, but if she does, she should get in touch. I swear everything in the story is true, and even if it doesn't get read, I hope you enjoyed it. All the best from Brandon. <laughs> Sounds like Brandon wants to get back in touch with this girl who he mm. failed to impress with a helicopter. How can you fail to impress someone when you're in a helicopter? Um, if you crash. True. I am unimpressed with your helicopter, sir. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be in good working order. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you. I mean, I'm unimpressed with your helicopter and you going, I made it myself. <laughs> it's like a little we talking about that when we're away, like um, uh, kit helicopters and kit planes. A lot of um, kind of amateur enthusiasts in aviation uh, build their own um, planes, build their own planes, build their own choppers and stuff. You can get a little one-man chopper that you build yourself, like a kit car. Could you see you and Stuart doing one of those? Um, Would your dad be interested in I that? I am a bit of a coward, but like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do, f- as I get older, I find aviation more and more interesting, so. Would your dad, be, would your dad have the skills to be able to do that? What? To, to what, follow, follow a kit? A kit. To, to... Oh yeah, I mean, couldn't everyone, if you no, follow a kit? So. If it was really um, complex, if it was really sort of, um, uh, to the point, we'll just do this and then put that wire in there. You're talking then. to a man who has genuinely been confused by like airfix models and stuff. <laughs> so I don't think everyone could do it. All right, okay. But um, but you, is that something you would you would be interested in? I'd have doing? a crack. How I mean, how safe is it really? Well, it's not as safe as a you know a peer reviewed kind of like loads of people working on it and then testing and going through testing and testing and testing to see that. But pre- right. presumably that's happened beforehand, though. Yeah, but. I would trust um, a aeronautics engineer over me with a spanner, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yes. 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 If I see, listen, I'll tell you something now. If I walked into the office and you were standing there holding a spanner, I would be like, right, what's, what's happened? What's happened? What's gone wrong? Yeah. What, what's got, what, how have we got to the point where you're fixing something with a spanner? Yeah. Um, speaking I'm, I've, I've grown quite um, fond of my guts and I kind of want them remaining inside my body. So yeah. probably best that I don't do that. Yeah, even though they give you a lot of chip. They do give me a lot of chip. I could, I could pre-select. If I could drill a little hole in my stomach and pre-select the guts that need to be leaving my body um, so that the inertia of me hitting a fence at 170 miles an hour... A fence. And, <laughs> that's, that's what you know has gone really wrong. Yeah. You're not even high enough to get over the fence. That's what you know you're... But you know, on that helicopter thing, you know um, Laura, who I work with on TalkSport? Yes. She, she does a lot of stuff, obviously, with a lot of different things. And um, she was at a game... <laughs> I think it might have been at Liverpool. It's not that long ago, mm. and I th- she works really hard. She does like games every every yeah. every Crazy. day, pretty much. Yeah, and she was up at Liverpool. and I think she had a game <clears throat> maybe at Leicester or possibly Newcastle, somewhere like that. Um, later that that night or the next day, and she wasn't really looking forward to the journey. And someone overheard. I think it was Newcastle, and someone overheard her saying she, she had to travel to Newcastle next. And they were like, "Oh, so and so is going in a helicopter. Do you want to hitch a ride with them?" Mm. Yeah. And then she was like, "Yeah, all right." And so she got in the helicopter and flew up there on a helicopter. I don't know if I'd be interested in is doing Is this a story about a woman taking a helicopter? Yeah, but it's quite interesting. <laughs> it is very interesting. You're, you're at your workplace yeah. and you've got to go somewhere else and you're moaning yeah. about it and someone says, come and ride in my helicopter. Yeah. That's a story of note, isn't I it? I just always sort of think, why have I, do I need to buy a ticket for this? Because helicopters, you don't have to like... Oh, I've not got my passport. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. I've not got a boarding oh, pass. Dear. There we go. She was posted a picture on Twitter of uh, her in the in the studios and stuff with... I think she's caught some somebody else this week. Uh, um, Twitter's not like nice place for uh, women, is it? No, it's difficult. <laughs> it's fucking dreadful. Oh, do you, before, um, before we go, do you want a beluga whale update? Yes, please. This is from um, it's a Norwegian email, which always catches my eye. If I no. see an email in the inbox from like a, a foreign name, mm. it's always going to be uh, mm. interesting to me. It's from Joachim Runderheim. Nice. Brilliant name. Um, hello guys long time um, listener and several times unsuccessful emailer I genuinely have never seen an email from Joachim before <laughs> I maybe need to check the spam folder um, 
He says, I wanted to give you boys a heads up on the friendly phone-fetching beluga whale. Oh, yes. That popped up outside the Norwegian coast the last few weeks. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't remember that, I haven't seen that. There was a video that went viral recently where a kid, or I can't remember who it was now, someone dropped their phone mm. into, um, into a pool or something like that. And this beluga whale swam down, picked it up in its mouth and delivered it back with yeah. a nice smile on its mm. face. Um, and uh, yeah, Joachim's got some more information. His name is Valdemir. Ooh. which is Norwegian for Wildemir, which is an obvious play <laughs> on a certain man in power in Russia. Now, news has surfaced that Valdemir has fallen ill and there's no current info as to what is currently ailing him, but they suspect an infection. Just thought you'd like to know, considering the marine theme of some episodes in the last few months. Listen, Joachim, if you can keep us posted, let us know how his health is, let us know how he's getting on. That would be absolutely splendid and tremendous. We hope he pulls through. Mm. A beluga whale of that kind of use. And don't forget, we started talking about him because there was that beluga whale that was found with a harness on. Yes. That was looked to be some kind of, was it Russian spy? Apparently so. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what we started talking about. It'd be great to know if he pulls through. When I was at... Um, Thank a, you for your email. Tusentak. Yes. I just wanted to make clear Tusentak. that. Tusentak. Is, is that what it is in Norwegian? Yeah. Um, and um, when I was in a, an aquarium, quite a good one, in Mystic, Connecticut... Mm. And when you go in, you're greeted by a massive um, tank, which I think is... <laughs> I mean, that'd be like... Not tank. I mean, that is tank. basic, isn't it? I mean, oh, this is a massive tank. Yeah, but it's what you need. Yeah, it's what you need. Um, it's for, got, an aqua- for a good aquarium, yeah. It's got a couple of beluga whales in it. I think mm. they've been rescued and re- rehabilitated and they were injured or something. Mm. Um, so yeah, beluga whales are amazing. Their skin is very interesting. It looks almost a bit like porcelain. It looks like an old-fashioned bar- like bathtub material. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, a weird... Yeah, yeah. Weird. Almost pearly. Yeah, very pearly, yeah. So um, beluga whales, great. I'm all for them. More of them. More power to their flippers. That's what Beautiful. I say. Um, I think that's about enough time for this this week, isn't it? Let's get out of here. We've got things to do. Um, we'll be back on Monday for more Looking Peach Show fun as we head into the summer. The um, weather is getting warmer. Yeah. And the goose is getting fat. Please, Please put, put a, a penny, penny in the old man's hat. Pete Donaldson's hat. Mm. Oh, actually, let nice to talk to you because I think we should do some summer-themed episodes at some point. Oh, yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. We'll work it out and we'll get back to people. All right, then. All right, see you in a bit. All right, bye. This was a Radio Staccano production. production.